Are you ready to hear how a blind man used his heightened sense of touch and feeling to transform thousands of individuals' lives who either did or are still in contact with him? So I'm four years old. I'm playing all these sports. I'm not like a standout star, all-star. Oh my gosh, this kid's going to be like an Olympic athlete. Um, he's like the next whatever. Um, I was out there picking daisies, twiddling my thumbs, not paying attention. Fast forward a little bit, age of seven, start you know gaining concepts of in karate, doing pretty good in it, swimming. You know, obviously I progressed. It's not crazy. I'm still not an Olympic athlete yet. Um, baseball is really really where I noticed I was starting to stand out. You know, I started really like crushing the ball. I was playing for you know, a small team in Youngstown, Ohio called Isle of Capri. But anyways, you know, batting fourth, I'm, you know, hitting home runs, playing shortstop, you know, fielding the ball great, got a good arm, very direct where I throw it. And fast forward, here we go, ready? One year, age of eight. Guess what? Don't know what's going on. All of a sudden, yeah, people are obviously pitching a little faster. Um, maybe that's why I'm not hitting the ball as good, not fielding the ball as good. Maybe like my body's growing, right? No big deal, sports. Um, but they noticed like in school that I wasn't reading up to par, up to standards, as well as the other kids in the classroom. I'm starting to like jack around, becoming a distraction in the classroom. Obviously parent, teachers, teachers, parents meeting, figuring out like, hey, you know, what's going on? come to find out I was distracted because I was having a hard time seeing the chalkboard. I was having a hard time reading, so therefore they were trying to figure out why. So I go to the eye doctors, eye doctors, yep, he's got an issue, like can't see the chart past whatever this line is. So we're gonna give him a prescriptive, you know, prescription uh, lenses and the eyes got worse, you know, so try another prescription lens, same thing, go through the same process another few weeks. Dang, something's going on, you know, checking to see the shape of my eyes, seeing if the stigmatization, um, you know, is something wrong. And that's when they tell my parents about low vision specialists or ophthalmologists. Uh, so that way we can get the ball rolling in, you know, a different way. Try to see if there's something else going on. Go to ophthalmologist. Yep, sure enough, something is wrong. You know, we're going to send you to... Philadelphia, they have a better clinic there. We're gonna go you see you know some of the best people in our country so that way we can get the best diagnosis, they can go through the best testing with you and your son. Um, so that way, you know, you have a very conclusive answer. Met with ophthalmologists and these low vision doctors trying to find out what was actually even going on with my eyes and my ability to see and why I was losing my sight at a rapid rate and run all these tests, you know, the pokes and prods and the dye and the dilations and putting crystals in my eyes and looking under all kinds of different scopes, hours and hours and hours of specialty devices and specialty time to find out that I have a rare genetic disorder called Stargardt's disease. Stargardt's disease, most people kind of put it in the same 
realm as ARMD. So at the age of, I'm going to rewind a little bit, all right, I'm going to rewind. So we're going to go back now to the age of four. I'm a very busy, active boy, okay? And my parents had me involved in tons of different sports, baseball, soccer, um, swimming. I was on the swim team at age four. Karate, you know, I felt like they had me involved in everything you could possibly imagine. But could you imagine it as the parent, the mother and the father of the eight-year-old and what they were going to do or what you would do for that matter, getting this news and how you're either going to move forward or not. Not quitting, not giving up. So that became an inner fire for me. Not quitting, not giving up, always moving forward. Sometimes you might not win, but you move forward. Things might not turn out the way you think they should be or should turn out, but you move forward. Yeah, you can remember this stuff, but you keep going. Quitting and giving up are not options. How cool is that? That's a cool thing. And at eight years old, you adapt. You know, you adapt. It's great. Not to say you shouldn't adapt at any age. It's just our mind gets a little bit more closed off as you get older. Telling yourself you can't do something. Telling yourself you shouldn't do something. Which I'll go all into that stuff. But at eight, you don't even know that that's an option. Because your parents haven't showed you that that's an option. And those around you aren't showing you that that's an option. So that's what's molded me into what I've become today to help you strive and achieve and become the greatest version of yourself. In school, of course, you know there's always issues. I mean, I'm eight, so like this is in the, during the process of learning how to read. So it was tough. You know, I needed a lot of help. Um, you know, I needed, my parents were able to get me tutors, get, you know, have people read to me have you know different things happen so that way obviously I could can educate myself and learn what I was supposed to learn in school you know people call me blind boy and blind as a bat and I'm sure all kinds of creative stuff come on I mean like how creative is all that and my sports changed what I chose to do with it my sports changed to the things that I was good at because it didn't really require as much visualization and I loved football because of the camaraderie. You know, I was good. I was quick on my feet. Being able to train in the weight room. We had a great, great, great coach in high school. You know, Rick Sheppis. Okay, so I'm going to fast forward now again. Ready? All right, so high school's over. You know, lessons learned. Moved on to college because it's the thing that you're supposed to do. And that's what your parents want for you. Not saying it was a complete waste, but it was a complete waste. You know, the one great thing is I met my wife, Jennifer. Love her, love her, love her. Um, she truly pushes me to my true potential nowadays. Never gives up on me. Never just pushes the living snot out of me. Turns me into more of a superhero than I could have ever done on my own. So now, I take what the seed has been planted and personal training and now the love, the want, the drive to challenge myself again is reignited and I want to like 
now just go crazy and, and like transform myself into a freak bodybuilder. So graduate college and don't know what I want to do, you know? So I go back to what I know, right? Trying to think, trying to figure this stuff out, trying to figure out what I want to do. So I hit the gym, I'm at the Y in Youngstown, run into a friend, Christopher Maracas, training, starts to just, you know, get a regular schedule. And he's like, Brent, man, like, you got a body for bodybuilding. You have this knack where people just want to be around you and watch what you're doing. I would build such a bond with the clients that they were referring everybody to me. So I didn't need to market. I didn't need to obviously drive around since I couldn't drive to different businesses and different places to get clients. People weren't trying to cheat me and write false checks and write different numbers on it than they were supposed to have on it because I couldn't see it. They weren't trying to take advantage of a blind person because of the value that they were getting from what I was giving them. So impacting all these individuals, getting them great results, helping to not only increase their confidence, their body imaging, understanding exercise, nutrition, feeling your muscles, understanding when they came in and they had like either a deformity or something wrong with them or not able to, you know, because they have a shoulder impingement or they have, you know, new knees or new hips, teaching them how to modify things to get the most out of their exercise program, to build the muscles, to feel the muscles, so that way they could be whole or AKA 100% again. So now we're in Charlotte, married, moved down here, love it. My wife graduated with a master's in psychology, coming down to be a behavioral therapist for young children that are not in good situations. And man, same thing, touching lives, impacting every individual as they came across them, whether they worked with me or whether they were just around me, giving advice, teaching, because I cared, I loved it, I was passionate about it, I'm good at what I do. Helping people understand their body, what they should do, what they shouldn't do, how they should challenge themselves, how they should never give up, how you should always move forward. Come on, you guys all know about being impacted by your inner circle, right? So don't you always want great people in your inner circle? Because that's what's going to pull and drive the most out of you as well. Everyone's like, oh, you know, the blind man, he just he hears so much better. He can smell better. He can smell and touch and feel you know, X, Y, and Z better. And like, it's like a crazy heightened ability. So you got to think, we're all uniquely made different, right? This is awesome. Now with YouTube and with, you know, social media and marketing and all this stuff, like the, my ability to touch more and more people has been greater because they understand that what they're getting is different than somebody who can visually tell them what is right or textbook taught. When you felt hopeless because of an injury and an ailment, 
because you felt like you couldn't get over it because you didn't know how to train your body. There's no quitting. There's no giving up. So guess what? At the end of this, do you feel like you would become a better you with me in your life, with me making you strive for greatness, all of the greatness out of you and understanding that there is no quit, no give up and being in a group, a community of like-minded individuals that I have been blessed to create and be around and have a part of my life and be a part of their lives, to see the transformations, to be in a group of people of nothing but striving for greatness, bettering themselves, bettering the community, bettering the society, bettering this world that we live in. So right now, when you look in the mirror, do you feel like you are your best self? Yes, I know, story time is over. Now you know a little bit more about Brent Kazmer. Now you know a little bit more about my superheroes, my superpowers, believing that I was a superhero, always wondering if I could fly or run with supersonic speed. But my gift is what my gift is, and I'm grateful for it. So volume one is done, but volume two will be out soon.